We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses, and you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by NHTSA. Hola, mi amigos. Welcome to the KJ Podcast. Fresh off a vacation from Mexico. My first time ever in the country. Unbelievable weather. Food was so fresh. Five days in the sun. Had a near-death experience on an ATV. Stitches in my chin. I thought I broke my jaw at first. I'll get to that story at the end. Welcome to the KJ Podcast. The new listeners. The numbers have been up. Very thankful and appreciative for everyone sharing this podcast. It's been a great experience on my own network and really still contributing to the conversation about this football team. Last week, we talked about offense and free agency, kind of went over storylines with each position group, where they stand, who are a couple names the 49ers should target in free agency. I had a blast doing that one. It's time to do defense now. We'll take a hard look at D-line, pass rushers, inside linebackers, and the secondary. I've watched enough college film to have my initial judgment on prospects and did a lot of deep dives on some of the current free agents. I'll come up with a two-fold plan, really. Defense is going to be a lot more complicated for the 49ers than offense is this offseason. There's a ton of different directions they can go in. They have a lot of assets, 
Trent Baalke left them with $116 million in cap room. Part of that is, listen, you can take some chances. You're going to have to extend Ruben Foster, DeForest Buckner at certain points. You need to leave yourself some cash, but I'm talking about front-loading some contracts for some of these free agents. The Niners are going to have to spend, I think, a free agency on defense. We're going to start with pass rushers, but I want to explain my formula, my thoughts of why I'm ordering prospects this way and what I think the biggest needs are. 49ers finished 17th in the run, according to Football Outsiders. You can paint statistics in one way or the other. I look at Football Outsiders, they really crunch the numbers. 49ers 17th against the run, 28th against the pass. What are they good at where they're stopping the run? They're good with DeForest Buckner in the middle, Reuben Foster in the middle. They've made significant investments there. Solomon Thomas, I think, should be moving to the middle full time. And you do end up getting that edge piece out there that you really trust to be a pass rusher. So I think middle of the field looks pretty damn good. So when I see stuff about Roquan Smith and let's get a linebacker here, I think there's very strong value later for those inside linebackers in this draft particularly. So middle of the field, I'm good. So my free agency focus, my draft focus is on pass rushers and corners. It is that simple with this team. I love safety play. I love what's going on in the middle of the field. You need an edge rusher and corner. And the more we analyze this team, the more clear that becomes. Real quick, guys, let's look at some internal free agents. The 49ers away, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, I think we'll be moving on from most of these guys, but Cassius Marsh is a name. I'm willing to give him a one-year, two, two-and-a-half million-dollar deal. He's going to be a nice little bench rotational guy, a pass rush specialist. I think that warrants a 53-man roster spot. Clearly one of your 90 best. You're going to overhaul this position, but you want to just keep him here, let him compete. I think he showed some things. He's quick around the edge. He forced that one fumble in Chicago. There's a chance he could develop into something nice here. Definitely don't let him walk. Most of these other guys, though, I, I think it's it's time. Tank Carradine. Listen, Robert Saul, I love him. He tends to have really strong quotes about guys that are really average. Uh, Tank Carradine fits in that mold. One of the last bulky survivors here. I think he might have a little bit of a market, too. He's pretty high on Evan Silva's rankings there for these edge, defensive end type of players. Aaron Lynch is gone. He couldn't get on the field this year. Probably should have cut him earlier on and gave him that spot to someone else. Plucked another free agent to try and, and see. It just, I don't know. It never clicked for him. It, he had that one great season here. I think it was his rookie year. Aaron Lynch, I think he's going to be bouncing around the league. Best of luck to him. Chris Jones, um, Deuzeball. I don't see him coming back, but I don't know what's going on in practice, all this other tape they have on these guys who don't play, like what they're showing. So um, I wouldn't be surprised to see those guys back. Keep mentioning overhaul. Let's get to the drum roll, please. I think the 49ers have to pursue Ziggy Ansah. For the simple fact, Bradley Chubb's not going to be available at 9 or 10. I love Harold Landry. My, a lot of people don't, though. There's some things on tape you can pick apart with him. And then Arden Key in the draft, he just doesn't look like a Leo. Like this edge player, the 49ers desperately covered. He's big, he's bulky, he can finish around the pass rusher, he can force fumbles on the edge. Just, I don't think he's your 10-sack guy. I really think he's a 6.5, 7-sack guy, and that's that's going to be unacceptable. They need a absolute force 
Is Ziggy Ansah that guy? 12 sacks this past season. He's really proved some things in Detroit. His tape is really good. He is a menace for the left tackle to deal with week in and week out. It's not fun going up against a Ziggy Ansah. He could free up Defoe in the middle a ton. Solomon Thomas. You're going to have to pay him $16, $17 million a year. Isn't this why Trambalki gave you this cap room so you can try and pump up a position? Listen, I could see Ziggy Ansah also busting too. This is the tough part about free agency, but it's a big need. He's a proven sack master. His tape is not as good as the numbers. He produces numbers, and he's not the, the edge run defender that you really hope for when you look at the 2017 season. Um, Detroit fans aren't keen on paying him either and that's a huge telltale sign of free agency if another team and their fan base in the media is like they're just going to move on teams don't move on from superstars so it would be shocking if Ziggy Ansah came in here and had 13 and a half sacks next season that would be a tremendous thing you're going to count on him getting paid a little bit the production to go down a little bit he's in a new system he's got to get used to some new things so there's a lot of risk involved here, but just looking at the draft and how things are going to shake out, listen, you could even still draft Harold Landry and have Ziggy Ansah. That's not a terrible thing to start loading up on pass rushers here. So just to, to inflate this situation and say, listen, we, we have a true pro here now. Ziggy Ansah is turning 29 next season. Maybe it's a three-year deal. It's front-loaded. I don't know. He's from Ghana. I don't know much about Ziggy Ansah besides what he puts on tape is pretty damn good. His numbers are pretty damn good. Um, You're going to have to think long and hard about this because I look around and after him, Demarcus Lawrence isn't leaving Dallas. Jerry keeps his homegrown stars. They're going to figure out a way to keep him. He's he's a better prospect than Ansah because he's younger, more athletic. Julius Peppers is not coming here. These are some big names that I just don't think are scheme fits. Adrian Claiborne now in Atlanta and Trent Murphy with the Redskins. Two really big, bulky guys who will get sack numbers, but paired with Solomon Thomas, you just then you don't have an explosive front there. You really need this guy to be an edge speed rusher, which is why I like Harold Landry from Boston College. That's really what he does. He gets low to the ground. Eric Armstead gets too high. This guy is like flying with his hand in the dirt the whole time. His film is mesmerizing. I've seen Harold Landry as low as 24, though, and I've seen him as high as like 7 or 8. So there's mixed opinions on his tape, and which is why I'm, I'm going Ziggy Onsen. I'm still looking down this list. Junior Gallette, his injury history. Connor Barwin's not a scheme fit. William Hayes is 32. And then you got Tank Carradine and Aaron Lynch on this list. I mean, you're, you're getting down to the barrel here. Alex Okafor could be had from the Saints. He had a knee injury in November. He's put up sack numbers before. It's really hard to find pass rushers and edge players in free agency because teams do not let these guys go. If you're elite at this position, this is why Hawkins said on Joe Fan's podcast, Edge rusher is one, corner is two. You can't find these types of players in free agency. You can find productive guards, receivers, other things on offense, in my opinion. Defense, you're a stud, you're a star, you're getting locked up more often than not. All right, recapping Edge, I'm placing an offer for Ziggy Ansa, and I'm okay with it not living up to potential because you need a pro guy out there and he's really and I'm looking at this list he's the best name and you have money now is his agent going to leverage the Niners because 
He knows their salary cap situation. You have to go big at either corner or edge rusher or both. You, you can't just add guys who are going to be contributors at either. There have, they have to be bona fide proven starters here. But just because Trent Baalke left you nothing, you're still... You love the guys you drafted, but you have to have a couple more pros in here. Phase two of free agency, I think it is a Ziggy Ansah. And then maybe you know Sam Acho or Will Clark. I mean, there's just random names on this list. They'll, I think they'll sign two pass rushers. One who they think will be a starter. Another to compete with Cassius Marsh. And they'll let Aaron Lynch, Tank Carradine, and Chris Jones walk. We're not going to really get into the D-line because... They're pretty much set. Defoe, Solly T, Earl Mitchell, they're all coming back next year, penciled in as starters. Um, and this team isn't going to pursue defensive line and free agency. That's just that's not something they're gonna do. They do have DJ Jones too, a six round pick they like, who's very athletic. He didn't play much in twenty seventeen. He could be given more of a role next year. Uh and I, they'll draft one too, you know. Either whether it's fifth or sixth round, they'll always bring in D line, but it's not a priority this offseason because the interior is pretty damn good in this team. There will be some pushback, I get it, on Ansa, but at the same time, you can't continue to not rush the passer because it impacts the corners, it impacts the whole reason why you're 28th against the pass. Pass rusher has not been here since Alden Smith. It's a sign that your team is heading in the right direction when you are harassing the quarterback. You have to spend money here. Ziggy is not, you know, there's probably better free agents next year. There's probably better free agents in 2017. This is kind of where you are right now as a team. You have to address this need. You might not in the first round. And then if you're drafting it in the second or third, that guy's not going to come in necessarily and make a huge impact. You have to inflate this roster with professional players. You're going to have to overpay for some people I think pass rusher is one of two positions where you have to overpay a little bit. All right, let's move to cornerbacks in the KJ podcast preview. It's the off-season defense edition. Mostly free agency, but some little dipping our toe into the draft, starting to talk about prospects, where they might fall, how they would fit in 49ers schemes and systems. Corner, I think there's multi-pronged contingency A, contingency B, This is a position you can go a bunch of different directions. I think the first direction you try and go is Kyle Fuller. Chicago Bears, cornerback, was a shutdown guy for half the season, was above average for the other half. He has potential to be a number one guy. The thing with the Bears is they kept Ryan Pace as their GM. He's a terrible GM, but Matt Nagy is now their head coach. He just played with Marcus Peters in Kansas City. He knows how important this position is at cornerback. Kyle Fuller could end up re-signing there for big money. Is this $60 million over four years? $70 million? How much does Kyle Fuller go for? He's 25 years old. He's hitting free agency at the peak time for him. Um, the other names are just not as sexy as him. Tremaine Johnson gets burned a lot. You're going to get playmaking, but you're going to be giving up a lot of big plays. Pierre Garçon ate his breakfast, lunch, and dinner in that Thursday night game early in the season. I wouldn't hate Malcolm Butler. I wouldn't hate Aaron Colvin, who's been the nickelback with Jacksonville. A lot of people think he can play outside, too. That'd be a riskier play. But, I, I mean, Prince Akamura and Vontae Davis, if you're pairing this with Akilah Weatherspoon and Jimmy Ward, 
I don't think that's enough. I guess one veteran and contingency B here that I'd be happy with is Jonathan Joseph. Reminds me a lot of Pierre Garcon. Very solid pro. Very underrated. Puts his hat on, goes to work. Looking at corner, though, yeah, I really think Kyle Fuller, 26 years old, not 25. I mean, he's, I think, the head of this list here. You can go into all their PFF rankings and, and dissect everything. Cornerback play has to be upgraded. Akilah Witherspoon, I love my boy Dylan DeSimone. He's not the number one corner on this roster. He should not be. The, this team was 28th against the pass. Not all of it is his fault. He gets beat in the red zone a lot. Akilah Witherspoon was one of the most improved 49ers. has definitely shut me up, but I think you got to add a veteran and plan on that guy being your number one corner. Corner, though, really could be the pick at 9 or 10, depending on that coin flip with the Oakland Raiders. I like Josh Jackson from Iowa more than Denzel Ward, but I'd rather have Denzel Ward over an Arden Key or a guard, or unless they're obsessed with Calvin Ridley, Cortland Sutton. I really think Denzel Ward, he's not my favorite corner prospect, but if you think he can be damn good, Coming from the same system Marshawn Lattimore played at. They're different players, but um, you are if Harold Landry's off the board and everyone's boy Quentin Nelson is off the board, Denzel Ward could be the pick there. And I'm still fine if you sign Kyle Fuller in free agency. You have to go into free agency not knowing which position you're picking in the draft. So much could play out in that first round. We don't know how picks four, five, six, seven, eight are gonna play out. A lot of people could be trading up for quarterbacks. The 49ers could have guys they love, two or three of them, still sitting there and have a very tough decision. And all of a sudden, wow, we didn't sign an edge rusher, but we were obsessed with Josh Jackson. We didn't think he'd make it there. Then you've signed corners and you haven't signed edge rushers. You're going to have to sign both here and not know which way things are going to pay out in the draft. And I think you're definitely going to draft O-line in the second round when you can. So, First pick, we're in consensus here. It's going to be corner or edge, but that does not change your free agency plan. you got to get a starter at both positions and potentially also guys like Pierre Desir is a project. He was in Cleveland. He's been in Seattle, Indianapolis. By the way, I had a scout text me. Everyone's talking Tremaine Johnson. Nikel Roby Coleman of the Rams might have been the best corner on that team. PFF grade is 20 84.9 overall. He is a high-quality corner. Very underrated, unless you're a hardcore NFL fan. Nicole, Nicole Roby Coleman. I can't even say his name right. I would not hate that if the Niners came out and said we're going to pair him and Jimmy Ward. If they go with one of these more lesser-known guys, but give him a, a nice, sizable contract and say, this guy, Jimmy Ward, and Akilah Witherspoon are all going to compete at the outside guess what? You might be sliding Jimmy Ward a lot in with Kwan Williams, too. You might be playing some dime packages here because Jimmy Ward can play a little bit of linebacker up near the box. He hits that hard. Jimmy Ward is the key piece here in all of this. I think the 49ers are going to end up paying him that $8.5 million option they picked up. It does not make sense to take Adrian Colbert off the field. He has a chance to be a damn good safety and a He's he's one of your draft picks. You inherited Jimmy Ward. You owe more to the development of Adrian Colbert. It would, you can't. Where, where are you going to stick him? That like that is his spot. Where Jimmy Ward is versatile. Um, they're playing with him 
we could kind of tell with who the free agents they signed. They still sign a high-end guy. Maybe they don't see Jimmy Ward as that good of a corner. Also, Jimmy Ward could be a part of a draft day trade, getting up a couple picks, whether that's the second round. 49ers are trading their second round pick and Jimmy Ward to move up seven or eight spots to get the guy they want. Um, Jimmy Ward can be a chess piece, but again, if you're depleted at corner and you really don't have any corners at all, Dante Johnson's a free agent. He's obviously walking. I wouldn't get rid of Jimmy Ward. I would let the competition play out. Try and sign Kyle Fuller. If that doesn't work out, I'm trying to sign Jonathan Joseph and maybe Nikhil Roby Coleman. I think you need a bunch of players at this position. Akella Weatherspoon, to me, is you can't bank on him being a superstar, guys. You can't start drinking the Kool-Aid this hard off the John Lynch era. He's definitely good. He definitely has a ceiling. I don't see elite corner from him. You That cannot be your plan. So you've got to prioritize this position. I'm, I've been annoying about it for a long time. Um, we'll move to inside linebacker next because... It's not as big of a need as people think. They see Roquan Smith. They see big hits. I think it would be a waste of a pick at nine. I think that would be just a luxury item. K.J. Wright was a fourth-round pick. Bobby Wagner, second-rounder. You can find inside linebackers later in drafts. You already spent a first-round pick on one, Reuben Foster, last season. You guys are going to hate this. Malcolm Smith will be a part of the plan next offseason. I don't think they were just blowing smoke when they said this was a big loss for us when he was hurt in training camp. Navarro Bowman may have been phased out way earlier had Malcolm Smith been involved in training camp and healthy on early on. Can they pencil him in as a starter? No, I say they're one of their fourth round picks is going to be on an inside linebacker who's going to be a special teams type of guy first and foremost, but will start challenging Malcolm Smith for the role and then maybe overtake him in November. It's not a first or a second round need, guys. Reuben Foster is covering that much ground. He's almost playing two positions. He covered for Brock Coyle so much this year. Brock Coyle is a free agent. He had surgery. He'll be out five to six months, I believe, on his shoulder. They'll IR him. They love him. They'll keep that guy around. They need a new Brock Coyle, though even as a backup there. So I think that's a fourth or a fifth round pick, an inside linebacker that you project to be a special teamer at first, but he does have starting type of qualities in the NFL. You hope, oh, just like Trent Taylor, George Kittle, we just hit on a fourth or fifth round pick at an inside linebacker and pair him with Ruben Foster. You can do the the Roquan Smith thing, I guess, and you can say we have really prioritized the middle of the field. Smith is good in coverage too. It's you know, Reuben Foster was guarding wide receivers week 17 against the Rams. If you can find someone similar to him, they're patrolling a lot of ground. I just think you have so many other needs. And if you miss in free agency on pass rusher and you're still not sacking the quarterback, teams are going to throw all over you again next season because you're just not applying the pressure needed in the backfield. I love where this position's headed. They can evaluate this position well. Uh, Reuben Foster, too, let's touch on him amazing rookie season, but he still got to prove to me he can be injury-free 16 weeks. I understand the stingers. I gave him a pass for that. They're going to have to teach him some different techniques. He's playing too violently. You, If he keeps having stingers, those are going to turn into concussions, and they're going to turn into more minor injuries. He's going to be playing through pain his whole career, and then his career will be shortened. You've got to be careful with Reuben Foster here. I love how much he rings the bell, too. 
He can play a little bit safer, I think. I love the violence with which he plays with. I am completely fine with Ruben Foster playing safer, making his career longer, still being the same menace. I think you can crank him back a little bit. John Lynch, I've said this before, is the perfect person to sit down with him, do some clinic work with him. Ruben Foster will take that to heart. Um, and, and it's hard as a football player to dial it back at all. Ruben Foster is blessed with a gift. He can be more violent than anyone on the field. I'd like to see for his safety, for the long-term future of this defense, then fix that little bit of an issue. But inside linebacker, absolutely love where it's at. Navarro Bowman is a free agent, by the way. Obviously now coming back to San Francisco, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Everyone clamoring for Frank Gore on offense. They're not clamoring for the Bowman return. I mean, that was a seminal, huge moment in October when they had that press conference. A team who hadn't even won a game yet was cutting the fan favorite, the most worn jersey in the parking lot. And John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan didn't bat an eye, didn't blink. That was one of the bigger, under-the-radar stories just because once Jimmy Garoppolo happened, we forgot about it. But we'll say this. Bowman went to Oakland was not bad at all. I told you guys, he's not washed up. That was not the reason they cut him. It's because he was going to get in the ear of guys in the locker room and make this rebuild a little bit harder for John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. And ultimately, they said, it's not worth it. We can't risk this. He's a leader. He's not on the same page as us. He's going to be writing his own pages, and people will follow. So kudos to them for making the hard decision. Kudos to him. I think he'll sign with a contender. Um, I, I don't know enough of the market to, to make a prediction. But inside linebacker, 49ers looking good. Not a huge need, but I say middle of the draft. Get a starter. Special teams guy and um, middle of the field will continue to look solid. Let's touch on safety real quick. Already mentioned Jimmy Moore and Adrian Colbert, but Eric Reed is the free agent. Still a damn good player in the league. Still grades high most weeks making plays. He'll give up some plays here and there in the red zone. Uh, Eric Reed is a starting safety in the league, just not with the 49ers moving forward. Jaquiski Tart's going to be on a more team-friendly contract and did show more this season the flashes of the hard-hitting that you see from Cam Chancellor in that Seattle system that you're now seeing with Jacksonville. So Eric Reed, they're going to move on from him. Kudos. I thought one of the better leaders that I've ever been around in an NFL locker room, covered the league seven seasons. Guys gravitated towards him. He had relationships with all different kinds of players, not just defensive backs. So Eric Reed will be missed in that locker room. They have enough voices now where everything will be fine. But just, I think the poster boy of the Trent Baalke era came in drafted, was like a Pro Bowl alternate right away. Then he started changing systems and schemes and his position. How many different coordinators have said, we're going to try Eric Reed here. We've got some injury issues. We've got to move Eric Reed around. If he were to have gone in a system and play with the same coordinator four or five years in a row. He could be elite right now. Eric Reed has that type of talent. And not to say he's not a smart player. It's just you never get to be comfortable on a football field. You're a different guy all the time. He played linebacker some this year. 49ers didn't value him as highly as I thought they should have, but they have other pieces at safety. I think he's going to have a market. If he doesn't, he can come back for insurance. He's a fan favorite. Kudos to him. He knows his market is going to be without 15 to 20 teams because of his anthem. 
stance, but I think enough owners have come around on that issue. Trump has quieted down on that issue where um, you're going to see someone give him a chance. He's a starting quality guy in the NFL for sure. So Eric Reed's gone. Don't forget, you do have Chancellor James, who they IR'd really early. He was just clobbering people. He was way more impressive than Adrian Colbert in training camp. Now, that's training camp, and it's a controlled practice setting. Um, Chancellor James is a guy that would step in in that Eric Reed role and be the backup for Tart. So you don't necessarily need to sign a free agent there at all. I think that'd be wasted money. You, I think you have a guy in your roster already. And then, obviously, you're looking at special teams all the time, 6th, 7th round, maybe a safety there. But uh, that position is in good hands right now. That position is looking great. Could have drafted Malik Hooker instead of Solomon Thomas. Who knows what would have happened there. We wouldn't know about Adrian Colbert. He might be like a nickelback or something right now. So that's the way the cookie crumbles. Safety is still looking like a good position. Eric Reed, we wish you well in the next chapter. If he comes back... I just don't think there's a starting role for him. So if he's willing to stay with the 49ers as a backup and a chess piece, I just think he's better than that. And some D coordinator will figure out a way to make Eric Reed better. KJ Podcast, San Francisco 49ers analysis. Been fun riding with you guys. Speaking of riding, let me get to my ATV accident in Mexico. I dreamed of doing ATVs for like two years now. I was finally like, I'm going to do it here. It's so cheap here. I'm expecting we're going to go out in some desert and just free for all and just drive around a little bit. This is the most intense course, weaving and bobbing, rocky and hilly, um, just like totally insane and intense. They give me a stick shift ATV. Those are a lot harder to drive than I anticipated. All right, anyways, I'm flying you know, 45, 50 miles an hour. I'm going way too fast. I'm, I'm having fun. This thing is difficult, and I'm like falling off a little bit. I'm, I'm being an idiot. Like I really should have slowed down. I go over a hilly patch, absolutely hit the wrong part of it, go flying 10 feet, 20 feet in the air, land on my chin so hard I thought my jaw was broken. Couldn't move my chin. It was completely numb. I started licking my teeth because I thought they were out. There's blood running all down my face. I have a lacerated chin, bruises all over my body. I, I'm staying there. ATV is tumbling down this little hill, lands on my leg. I have the biggest, deepest bruise on my leg I've ever had. I'm limping the rest of the trip. So embarrassing. This is Cabo San Lucas, by the way. That's where I was at. Very tip of Mexico. Amazing time with my girlfriend there. Sat on the beach for five days, unplugged, planned that trip well before football season needed to get away. My buddy Nick Wagner is always going overseas, doing something crazy. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Mexico once this football season's over. So thankfully I'm alive. I'm able to talk. I'm able to deliver you guys my 49ers takes. Scary experience for me though, and hence the Twitter picture right now. I wanted to, to show you guys... I'm a gritty guy. I'm bouncing back on my own network here. Toughing it out. KJ Podcast. I love my people for listening. Me amigos. Been a fun little pod recapping defense. Again, I'm going Ziggy Ansa because I think that's the best option there. I think you front load a three-year deal 
and it's going to be expensive. And he's not going to have 13 and a half sacks next year, but he could have 10 or 9. And he could also take attention away from DeForest Buckner, some other people. He's he's that hoss that goes against the left tackle every week. You still might draft Harold Landry. Somehow Bradley Chubb ends up at 9. He won't. You obviously pounce there. I'm not an Arden Key guy. And I just don't think your second or third round pick is going to come in and be a stud pass rusher that you're penciling in as a starter. You just had Solomon Thomas go through a very ordinary rookie season. So you're going to have to take a swing. And I think Ziggy Ansah is that player from the Detroit Lions. Uh, defensive line, you're moving Solomon Thomas inside. Earl Mitchell's back. Defoe's back. You're good there. Corner. Priority A, Kyle Fuller. If he re-signs in Chicago, then you look hard at uh, Nikel Colby Roman and Jonathan Joseph. Possibly both. If it pushes Akella Weatherspoon off the field for a little bit, it might. I mean, you're you're developing rookies at every single position, but you're also trying to you're trying to get the best fifty three football players on your team. If you have multiple starting corners, that is not a bad thing. This is exactly why Trent Belkey gave you money. I look at Pierre Desir, some other guys that might be added to bring competition, and then obviously the ninth pick there. You're going to look at Josh Jackson and Denzel Ward very hard, no matter what you do in free agency. Just look at Marshawn Lattimore, the impact he made with the Saints. You get that corner right. You get Marcus Peters. You get certain guys at that position. You're going to be in the playoffs. You're going to be in the playoffs paired with Jimmy G if you're stopping the pass, if you have that kind of elite button there. So you're looking... At those guys in the draft, um, inside linebacker, I'd like to take one in the fourth round. I don't think you need to spend money because Malcolm Smith's going to come back in. Brock Coyle, you re-sign. You put him on IR, so you still develop him. And uh, safety, Eric Reed's walking. You are fine with Tart and my boy, the Punisher, starting at safety, Adrian Colbert. Jimmy Ward is the weird piece here that are you penciling him as a starter? I just don't think you can do it. That's just too risky. You already had a season where you ignored the position after Tremaine Brock. You cut him. You got to sign free agents. Jimmy Ward on the final year of his contract anyway. So he could be a trade piece. He could also start. He really could. There's a lot to play out with Jimmy Ward. Defense as a whole, they were 17th against the run, 28th against the pass. If both of those improve by seven points, if they're 10th against the run, 21st against the pass, this team will 100% be in the playoffs. Find a couple pieces that improve you on the edge and at corner, and I think you're going to be dancing and fine. And then you're just going to count on the middle of the field continuing to get better. Second year in the scheme, DeForest Buckner and Ruben Foster are gangsters in the middle of the field that no one wants to mess with, so... I like the way this defense is headed. We're always talking about Jimmy G, Kyle, but there's two sides of the football here. The 49ers need to pay a ton of attention to defense. It would be inexcusable, really, to not spend some of this money here. I get that you're going to have contract extensions, and Jimmy G is about to cost $25 million a year for the next five seasons. There's, you're going to run out of this space eventually, and you don't want to just sign people to sign people, but I think there are enough good proven guys where you get a corner and pass rusher and then take double down in the draft on that position and all of a sudden a weakness is gone from a strength a lot of people are like all right let's go from a weakness to average you can make a weakness a strength with the multiple players and all of a sudden your football team looks different 
I think the 49ers will do that at one of those two positions, depending on who they like. KJ Podcast, Mi Amigos, glad I survived my fall in Mexico. Still on the market, still interviewing for sports journalism jobs. I would like my next role. I'm doing a bunch of consulting and freelance work. KJ Podcast, we are out. reach the high fashion hotline. Hi, my family has big plans for Labor Day weekend, but our outfits aren't measuring up. Then get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's huge Labor Day sale is on now. Get 50% off all jeans, 50% off all dresses, 50% off all tees, and 50% off all sweatshirts and hoodies for the whole family. 50% off all those styles? That's a big deal. So is this. Styles start at just six bucks at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Change of plans. We're spending the weekend at Old Navy. High fashion. Old Navy. Valid 830-93. Excludes in-store clearance. Active licensed and men's package tees. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.